0: Turn with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 6. When my granddaughter saw me this morning, she said, are you going to a wedding? Because I don't always wear a suit um, to church. But I actually wore this uh, for a funeral today. And not the funeral of anyone that you know personally, but the funeral of one that we're going to read about this morning from Mark chapter 6. in one of the most tragic heart-rending, sick stories in the Bible. Mark chapter 6. A passage that will test our hearts from what we just sang. Verse 14, Mark chapter 6. King Herod heard about this, that Jesus had sent his 12 out, to heal and cast out demons, and and then that happened. The king heard about this. For Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said, he is Elijah. And so others claimed, he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard about this, He said, John, the man I beheaded has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard about John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time, the opportune time came on his birthday. Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came up and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, Ask me for anything you want. I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath. With an oath Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once the girl hurried in to the king with the request, I want you to give me now, right now, the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Daniel's story ended different. Very similar though, wasn't it? The king caught by his own words, by his own maniacal craziness. Darius, on the one hand, he wasn't going back on his word either, even though he knew it was, he knew it was wrong. God spared Daniel. John the Baptist. Now, Daniel was a great, great, great man, great prophet. But it was only of John that Jesus said, he's the greatest man ever born of a woman. And the story didn't didn't end so well for him or his disciples. Or did it? And that's what we have to do when we come across this passage and many others like it in Scripture to realize that John didn't lose here. Herod was not the winner here. Herodias and her daughter were not the winners here. Or they felt like they were, although Herod didn't. He was so perplexed. He knew it was messed up. But John, because of his faith, was still the winner of this story. We can still celebrate today as I, as I, as I try to picture this sort of as a funeral service for John. We can still look back and say, praise God for the life of John. Praise God for the death of John. Even while John was in prison, you know what he did? He shared the good news with Herod and the guards and other prisoners probably that were in there. He never stopped. He just changed locations. As some, as some of us recognize when we have new circumstances that come into our lives, often ones that we aren't really pleased about, ones that we're not crazy about entering into, we have to look at it with the same attitude that John did. Hey, it's another adventure. It's a new opportunity to go into some place that I don't really want to go to and still do the work that God called me to do, which is to glorify Him no matter what it is, no matter what I'm going through. I'm here to glorify God. That was John's attitude. That was Daniel's attitude. Is that our attitude? Can we still sing how great is our God when we read this story? and see that he let the greatest man ever born to a woman die like this? Die in such a disgraceful, awful, sick way? When he had the power just to zap Herod and Herodias and and the daughter and, and all of them who were glory and all this, he could have just zapped them right then and killed them all. That's what I probably would have done. But aren't you glad I'm not God? And aren't the rest of us glad that you're not God? Because only God can see how he can use John in this terrible circumstance to bring glory to his name. In a way that is greater than if he would have fried haired and the rest of them right in that spot. And one of the ways that we know it is because here we are talking about him. 2,000 years later. He's still impacting our lives. Because he did what all of us are called to do. Now, not all of us are going to end like this. And for that, we all say praise God. We're really excited about that. But we don't know what adventure the Lord has for us. But we do know That the adventure involves us bringing glory to God no matter what it is. Even if it's a worst case scenario like this one. And And it's hard for us to think of anything worse than this. But some of us are in some stuff right now, in some circumstances right now, that kind of feel this bad. And what we have to do is we have to learn from these guys. John. Daniel. Jesus, because remember, John came to prepare the way for Jesus, and this is part of the preparation, because as John died, Jesus also is going to die in a different way for a different reason, but the same result is that God will be glorified through the death's of these people and the, and the difficult circumstances of some, I've often referred to Hebrews chapter 11 when we speak of these things. Hebrews chapter 11, a great uh, a great chapter on faith, and it tells great stories of men and women of faith who who God said do this, they did it, and and God did amazing things. And then in the fine print, at the end of that chapter, he talks about. People like John the Baptist, who, who the story didn't end up quite as great as it did for some of the others. And then, and then as, he, as, he, as he wraps up that chapter, he says that all of them, no matter what their circumstances, no matter whether they were able to defeat the, the enemy or whether they got killed, whether the, the mouths of the lions were shut or the executioner's sword was swift and, take, and took off his head, no matter what. All of them, by faith, honored God and will with, together with all of us who believe, will be in His glory forever, receiving the promises of God for eternity. And so don't expect, as, as many are, t- are trying to teach us today within the body of Christ, don't expect that everything is always going to turn out great for you. Don't expect that. It's not a lack of faith not to expect that. Remember, it is going to turn out great. From God's perspective, if we will bring him the glory. Because other people will see what we do. Just as Herod saw the way that John was imprisoned, the way that he acted in prison the way that he ministered in prison, the way that he witnessed in prison, the way he prayed in prison, Herod and the others around him saw that. Maybe some of them, we don't know yet, maybe some of them after John's death thought more about what he said and said, you know what? Who cares what Herod thinks? Who cares what anybody else thinks? I'm going for the God of John the Baptist. We may meet some of them, in glory. But regardless of any of those in the immediate context, regardless of what they did, many of us are encouraged in our faith today because of the obedience, because, as Bill mentioned this morning, because of the passion of John the Baptist. He is somebody that we should look to To follow his example. And a lot of people say, if you're going to follow examples of losers like that, then I don't want any part of this. And that helps you understand that you still don't get it. Because John is somebody to emulate. John is somebody to imitate. John is somebody to follow. Because circumstances are not what dictates success for us. But whether or not we bring God, our maker, our creator, our sustainer, our savior, our promise keeper, that we bring Him glory no matter what our circumstances. That is the measure of our success. What He does with that is up to him. Who he saves out of that, who he encourages, who he challenges, who he condemns, who he judges through that, is up to him. But he will use any of us, all of us, who say, yes, Lord, I will follow. I will do what you want me to do. I will acknowledge not only with my voice, not only in my songs, I will acknowledge that you are Lord and you deserve everything that I am and everything that I have. And so whether easy day or hard day, I will say, yes, Lord, I will honor you. I will obey you. I will glorify you and give me the help to do it. Did you notice that in the story of Daniel? Daniel went three times a day to thank God. But what else did those men hear him doing when they went to arrest him while they caught him in the act of praying? Calling out for help to his God. Daniel knew he was in in a mess. He had to make that decision. What am I going to do? Here I've been elevated to this high position and things are going so great. I'm having so much influence, and now i got to deal with this crazy decree. Nothing changed. He still did what he did. Just like the day before, he went back to his room at that certain time that he had set aside, and he prayed toward Jerusalem. Remember, that was a significant place to the children of Israel. That's where the temple was. Before the glory of God left that temple, that's where God lived on this earth. Nothing changed. But he couldn't do it on his own. And even though he wasn't getting any help from his from his contemporaries, he was getting help from his God. Help me, God. I'm sure John the Baptist had many of those prayer sessions down in that prison. Help me, God. I'm sure he was saying, help me, God, when he saw that executioner come up to him with that sword. Help me, God. Help me as as you help Peter. Because remember, Jesus told Peter that he was also going to glorify God through his death. Just like you helped, help, help me, help me. Is that us? Can we follow this example? Can we... Walk victoriously knowing that these kinds of things happen to God's favorite people. That God isn't above letting us suffer for His glory to accomplish His plans and purposes and then take us to His glory and give us rewards for doing the things that He asks us to do. He's willing to do that. He is doing that. And we have the opportunity with however many days we have left. And none of us know that. How many time, how many people, how many of you this week have heard about somebody who died completely unexpectedly way younger than somebody should die at that age? Many of us, even this week or last week or the week before, it's happening all the time. It's always been happening. None of us know how long we have. Some of, us, some of us might think that we're, we're knocking on death's door right now, and he may give us 10 more years, 15, 20 more years. We don't know that. But can all of us say, with however many days I have left, I'm gonna live it for Jesus. I'm gonna live it for the good news of Jesus. I'm gonna live it for my creator. I'm going to let him know that I appreciate that he made me, that he sustains me, that he saved me, and he's given me the promise of eternal life. I'm going to let him know that every day. I'm going to live a life of thanksgiving for all the things he's done. Some of you have called Bill Thompson on the phone before, and, and, and he wasn't there, and you got his message. And he says, and before you call me back, take a second to listen to this thought of the day. I don't know if that's exactly how he says it, but then there's a thought. And one of those thoughts one day, when he when he was blowing me off, um, said, what if the only thing you had this morning, or the only things you had this morning were the things you were thankful for yesterday? It would be pretty skimpy probably, wouldn't it? Now, this is a great great thought provoker. But is that that what you're going to be? Hearing the story of John hearing the end of the story of John. Can you commit yourself to be that kind of person? Even when the going is absolutely tough. I mean, this is, doesn't, it doesn't even qualify for that almost. It's so terrible. And if this is the end of the greatest man ever born of a woman, And we have to go through things equally tough. Can we still bring him glory? Do we still desire to sing how great is our God? Can we see past the tragedy? Can we see past the terror? Can we see past the pain? Can we see past the confusion and say, I'm going to glorify him anyway because he knows what he's doing. He knows how best to use me. He made me. He knows how best to use me in the lives of my family, in the lives of my church, in the lives of my friends, in the lives of people around me. He knows best what to do for me, and I'm going to trust him with me. And I'm going to praise him. And I'm going to thank him. And I'm going to shine for him as best I can with his help. And thankfully, unlike John, we're also surrounded by the body of Christ that we can come together with and sing with and encourage each other with and challenge each other and say, let's do this together. And let's pray for each other as we do these things. You know, Wyatt and Vicki back from the UK, they weren't alone. Oh, they had teams over there, but they also had a lot of people praying for them. Maggie Slow in Zambia, a long way from home, not alone with, with, other team, with other young people that are sharing the gospel and also surrounded by people praying for her. That's all of us to do what God has called us to do in this life, in this adventure. Bringing Him glory no matter what. Because His plans are the great plans. His plans are the worthy plans. He's accomplishing something through us that we couldn't even dream of or imagine. Let alone be in charge of it. He is in charge of it. And we will glorify him. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, it breaks our hearts to read a story like this. We can't imagine how it hurts you To see your favorite people suffer. But we know that you know, even in the suffering, what's happening. The glory that's going to result. And so help us to grow in our perspective of you. That we would see things like you do. Like John did. And his life wasn't over just because he got thrown in prison. That he could still do what he was called to do to bring you glory. He could still shine. And he did. And even in his death, he could honor you. And we recognize that today and we thank you for him. What a gift he is to us as well as to you. And now we ask that you would help us. Father, some of us are are coming to you to ask for help for the first time. We're we're coming to you now to ask you to save us, to forgive us of our sins and to, to give us your Holy Spirit so that we can begin to live our lives for your glory for the first time. Others of us, Father, are recommitting ourselves to that very thing, that we will use the rest of our days. How many there are is insignificant, that we will use each one. To bring glory to your name. Whether it's being thrown into a den of lions. Whether it's being imprisoned and beheaded. Or something less dramatic. We will honor you with our lives. We will walk by faith as Daniel did. As John did. Believing that you will use us. To bring you the glory that you deserve both now and most importantly, forevermore. Grant us this, we pray. Grant us the desire to do this. And fill us with the power to be successful in it. For your name, for your glory, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.